0: Cross-Eyed Radio Program, sponsored by Joshua Revolution. Cross-Eyed is a radio talk show dedicated to proclaiming the message of the cross of Jesus Christ. We want to encourage you to open your Bibles with us as we study the life-changing revelation found within the scriptures and how to live the victorious Christian life. Now, let's go into the studio of Revolution Radio with your host, Pastor Mike Chory.
1: Welcome tonight to Crossside Radio. We are excited to have you a, bar, a part of this one-hour broadcast where Jesus Christ and the cross is our topic each and every week. And just coming off the heels of the last Trump, Gary Kahn was our guest. And if tonight you were moved and you were touched by that one-hour uh, broadcast and you prayed with Gary at the end of the broadcast, we have operators waiting. We want you to call us we have information for you. We, you, we have a, a, a Bible for you. We have information on end-time prophecy. We've written a book called The Last Trump, and we want to do whatever we can to help you in your new walk with Christ. And maybe you prayed to come back to the Lord tonight to get right with the Lord. Brother Bill Bonifacio is here. Bill, we want them to call tonight and get that information. Absolutely. In the
2: Buffalo area, you can call 716-229-8000. At 716-229-8000. Outside the Buffalo area and up into our friends in Canada, 888-444-2920. That's 888-444-2920.
1: Amazing uh, one-hour broadcast on um, really the the rush to a one-world government. If there's anyone that knows the inside information of mm. what a government uh, is trying to do, not only in this country, but around the world, that w- really lines up t- right with the Bible. The Bible uh, in the book of Revelation tells us that there's going to be an antichrist that's going to lead a global movement. And uh, Gary's got the goods on that. Uh, Bill, your, your your thoughts on that interview?
2: Well, that's exactly right. You know, Gary, when he speaks, it, it kind of puts it all in perspective. Things that we've heard, this direction, this direction, this direction during the, these last times. And when he speaks, he kind of puts it together in an understandable language, something that we don't read about, but we now hear about through his ministry.
1: So it's Gary Ka.org. And that's K-A-H. And really what came out of that interview that I, I was hearing is, you know, 2024 is a huge year. And I believe that what we are seeing right now is at a faster pace than evil, even what the globalists expected. Yeah, they want everything in place by 2030, but right now with Joe Biden as president, you know there are many that think um, they're going to move this year because they don't know who's going to win in November. And of course, uh, former President uh, Trump does not; uh, <laughs> he doesn't stay. Uh, He doesn't dance with those folks that are trying to bring in socialism and left wing policies and everything like that. I mean, uh, I have my my mixed feelings on former President Trump. But one thing we know where we're headed right now under this leadership is away from God and into a deeper, deeper place of Mm -hmm. sin and unrighteousness. And America is in trouble tonight, Bill.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And no matter who wins the election if the two people run and there's gonna be chaos on November 6th, I believe it is, whatever the date of the election is, there's gonna be rioting in the streets or there's gonna be crisis in, in the stock market or wherever, in the churches, in the church house, because people cannot get along. That's why we're here on The Last Trump and Cross-Eyed Radio to bring it all back in perspective and keep our eyes
1: focused on Jesus, who is what, the author, and the finisher of our faith. Couldn't have said it any better. I mean, if you're at home tonight and you look at uh, what's happening around the world with the wars and the rumors of wars, and you look at the situation here in our country, we are taunting God tonight uh, to bring judgment upon our country. And in times like these, Bill, the only thing that brings the peace and the rest is knowing who Jesus is and knowing the power of the cross, and that's what Cross-Eyed Radio is, to bring the message of hope, to bring the message of revival. Mm, amen.
2: And what better book to, to be in than the book of Acts, the book where the power of the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles, came upon those believers. So if you're kind of in the faith, in lukewarmness, read the book of Acts, study the book of Acts, and have the power of the Holy Spirit come into your life, the world will look completely different. You will not tolerate what the certain groups are are telling you, no, it's what the Lord tells you is what you'll be going for.
1: Amen. And we are in um, the fifth chapter tonight of the book of Acts. And here's what what I believe is the biggest problem in the modern church today. We look at the book of Acts, if we read it at all as a book of history. but it, and it is a book of history. What happened in the beginning church, After Jesus ascended, he told the apostles, he told uh, the followers, and there were 120 of them, to wait for the promise of the Father. And we dealt with this some weeks ago. What is the promise of the Father? It's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So not only do we need to be born again to be saved, but if we're going to make a difference in this evil, wicked world, we need to be empowered with the Holy spirit. And there are so many Christians today that are not taught who the Holy spirit is. They do not know what moves the Holy spirit, what grieves the Holy spirit, what quenches the Holy spirit. They they have learned very little. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is they are living their Christian life by their own intellect, by their own willpower. And friend, that is woefully, uh, my, my willpower is woefully inadequate to go up against the powers of darkness that are all over this country. You know, we see the illegal immigrants coming in, you know, what did um, uh, brother Ka said? He said, you know, 70 to 80,000 of these illegals that have come in are of the, uh, a young age uh, Mm -hmm. that could be uh, men of war of, of terrorist countries. Uh, 20,000. I think he said since October, Chinese of of an age that are the fighting age. Now, we don't know the intent of these illegal immigrants, but even without them, even without them, the demon spirits that are already in our country are more powerful than you or I. But let me give you encouragement tonight. Every demonic force of wickedness was defeated at Calvary's cross. When Jesus said it is finished, he paid the sin debt in full. And he now has enabled us through the cross to receive the person of the Holy Spirit and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is more powerful Mm. than the devil. Mm. And so I do not try to go up against demonic forces. I do not have the mentality that I can you know, confess uh, my problems away or just read the Bible enough and I'll be strong enough to defeat the forces uh, that come against me to tempt me, to try to pull me into sin. No, mm. he told Zachariah a long time ago, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. And the question that we must ask, Bill, and this was the question that was asked to me over 20 years ago do you know how the Holy Spirit is, is, how does he operate? And I would have said, you know, by faith, if I said anything, which is part of the right answer, but it's gotta be faith in what? And the Holy Spirit works completely and totally within the parameters of a person's faith in the finished work of the cross. Mm -hmm. So when we say we want you to be cross-eyed, We're not trying to be smart. We're trying to say, keep your eyes, keep your thoughts, keep your vision, keep your confidence in what Jesus did on Calvary's cross. That is the victory. Mm. And when your faith is in Christ and Christ crucified, the Holy Spirit, the living God that lives within you is going to move in your life. He's going to operate in your life to give you strength, to help you to say no to sin, to say no to d- things that you know are going to destroy you, or at least break fellowship with the Lord, the Holy Spirit is all over the Book of Acts, and that's why we're studying mm. this great book.
2: And you're right, Pastor. And. Is it by accident that after the four Gospels of Jesus Christ crucified, risen from the dead, especially in the book of John, is it by accident that the book of Acts is the very next book where the power of the Holy Spirit comes in? No, it could have been stuffed way in the back of the book. Oh yeah, by the way. No, it's you turn from John chapter 21 to Acts chapter one, and now the power is waiting
1: for you. You have to read it and study it and accept it. Yeah, and really... When you look at the book of Acts, you are seeing the blueprint for the modern church. Right. So our churches should look like the book of Acts. Um, We should see salvations. We should see people coming to know the Lord. We should see believers being filled with the spirit, speaking in other tongues, just like they did on the day of Pentecost. We should see the gifts of the spirit in operation. We should see the sick being healed. We should see people being delivered from demonic oppression and even demonic possession. Mm. And we should see a church that is coming out from the world and they're not of this world. They're in the world, but not of the world. And they are looking for the soon coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Bill, we could say it this way. What the book of Acts teaches us And what the church should be today is really five main things. And it it comes right down to this. Jesus saves. Jesus heals. Jesus delivers. Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is coming very soon. If we just preach those five messages, Mm -hmm. and did you hear what I said? Every one of those five was all about Jesus. Right. It's got to be about Jesus all the time. It's not just about Jesus at Easter time. (laughs) It's not just about the cross on Good Friday. We should be preaching the message of the cross for for justification, sanctification, glorification. And those are just three fancy words to say justification means you have been declared not guilty. Mm -hmm. Sanctification, you have been declared holy, set apart And how to live the Christian life is in sanctification Mm. and glorification is the rapture. Amen. That's when we're going to be lifted up and our new bodies, we put on immortality, we put on incorruption and we fly away. You know, Mm. you know, this last interview with Gary Kopp. some people might say, oh, man, I'm really, I'm really worried. I'm really nervous. Well, if you're not in Christ, you should be nervous. You should be building a bunker a bunker somewhere. Mm. You should be storing food. You should be doing all those things because you're going to have to go through the tribulation. Amen. Amen. And we may still go through some things, even in this world, that are going to be very hard here in America if the Lord doesn't take us home soon. But here's the thing. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have nothing to fear but God himself. And if you're in Christ, you don't have to fear judgment. You don't even have to fear uh, a penalty because in Christ, your sins have been washed away. Mm-hmm. Your sins have been taken as far as the East is from the West. The message of the cross brings peace Amen.
2: and Amen. joy unspeakable. Amen. Pastor, that was very well said. And what it reminded me of is if you look at the Old Testament, it's, it's powerful, but it's religion, it's works. If you look at the New Testament, it's relationship. And Jesus says, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. It's having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ is all through the New Testament. We've gone from religion to relationship. And that's what the book of Acts is going to pull out.
1: Well, let me me clarify that a little bit. Because remember, religion is man-made. So the Old Covenant is not religion it is um the law the laws of god Mm -hmm. it is it is holy it is righteous and the nation of israel when they received the ten commandments they said god we will we'll do it we're going to keep the laws of god did they no could they no the law of god was to show man he needed a savior he needed to know the power of the cross in galatians it says that the law is our tutor, that leads us to Christ. In the, in the 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 book of Romans, we we read about the law is um, is spiritual. It's good. It's holy. The problem is not the 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 Ten Commandments or the law. The problem is man is a sinner, and he cannot save himself. Where religion comes in, man tacked on to the Old Testament. These religious ideas and these religious rituals, man-made, and all they did was make man more defeated, mm-hmm. more lost, more confused. Roman Catholicism is a perfect example of religion. It it, it teaches something that's not biblical. Mm-hmm. It religion, and it doesn't matter if it's Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, Catholicism. You know anything that has an ism on it is usually not pretty, not very good. <laughs> and it teaches you to do, do, do. Christianity teaches done, done, done. Mm. I was in a, a senior living center the other day and we were teaching the message of how to be born again. And we were in the sixth chapter of the book of John. I wanna go there just before we go to the book of Acts since um, this is kind of, emerged tonight here on cross side in the sixth chapter of the book of John verse 28 was the text that I used the other day for these uh, beautiful, precious elderly folks, Mm. some of which that, you know, have not had much Christianity in their entire life and they're in their eighties, some even in their nineties. And then you find there are a remnant there that really truly know Mm. Jesus and are born again. But in John chapter 6, verse 28, the Bible says, and this is Jesus speaking, they said, or, or this is the, the Pharisees saying unto Jesus, they said they unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Now, right there, that is, that is really religion, hmm, a religious go. mindset. What must I do to please God? Uh, what must I do to do the works of God? Now listen to this powerful statement in John six twenty nine. Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. Did you, did you hear that tonight? The work of God that the Lord wants you to do tonight is simply to believe. To believe in what, Pastor Mike? To believe that Jesus Christ died, he was buried, and he rose from the dead, and that sin has been conquered at the cross, the grave has been conquered, hell has been conquered, Jesus Christ defeated Satan, he defeated every demonic power, and all that God is asking you and I to do is to believe that. So, you know, there was a, a, a football coach, I, I think he's retired now, uh, named Bill Belichick, right? And he won all those Super Bowls with New England. And he made the famous line that he would always tell his players, just do your job. If everyone will just do their job, you know, we'll win this game. And so I want to say to all of you out there tonight, just do your job. Mm. And you say, but what's my job? Just believe. Amen. Believe nice. on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in His shed blood. Mm. Believe that when He took those thirty-nine whips from the catanine tail, and 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 His back was was ripped open, and blood was streaming down His body, that you and I by those stripes are healed. When He carried your cross up Golgotha, and they nailed Him to that wooden tree, that Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, he never sinned, but became the sin offering, the Lamb of God, as John the Baptist called him, who takes away the sins of the world, the, the, the perfect offering, the sacrificial lamb. When he died on Calvary, your sins were paid in full, your victory over uh, sin controlling your life. Has been paid so that Amen. you can be delivered from nicotine, alcohol, drugs, sexual immor- morta- uh, immorality, violence, envy, jealousy, backbiting, unforgiveness, stress, anxiety, fear, all of those things. You can have victory over tonight by one way mm. believing. Amen. Do Amen. your job. Right. Believe. What was God's job? He sent his son. Mm-hmm. He sent his son to die on that cross. And and you don't do the works of salvation. You believe in the work mm. of salvation. Amen. Religion Amen. says work for it. Christianity mm. says, believe Jesus already did it. Amen. So we have the the
2: thieves on the cross with Jesus in the middle. And one thief says to the other thief, We're getting what we deserve, but this man has done nothing. And Jesus said to him, Today you will be with me in paradise. The man only had maybe minutes, an hour left of his life. He did not have time to come down from the cross and do works.
1: He believed, and that was all that Jesus needed to hear, believe. Yeah, and and it's so powerful of of an example that you bring up, Bill, because what did the man actually say before Jesus said, today you shall be with me in paradise? All he said was, Lord, remember me. He called him Lord. He, that means he believed That's that right. Jesus Christ was the Lord God. And when he made that public confession, that was all Jesus needed. He saw his heart. He mm-hmm. believed that that thief who had lived his whole life away from God in his last moments, he did the work that is, all, that is required to be saved. He believed do your job right. church. Right. And, and Hey, That doesn't mean we sit at home and we don't do nothing for God. I mean, my goodness, the work right now, the Joshua Revolution and Cross River Church, uh, our ministries. I mean, there is so much on the plate for 2024. Mm. We've got meetings in Erie, Pennsylvania. We got meetings in Buffalo. We've got prayer meetings, Bible studies, church services, radio broadcasts, newsletters, um, our, our book, The Last uh, or the great deceptions coming out right before Easter. We've revised it. We've put it all mm. together. It's coming out. We're going to make it available to you. There is so much our, our, our work that we're doing right now, but none of it pertains to our salvation. None of it pertains to our victory over sin. We've already received that by faith. The work is trying to get that message of the mm. cross out to a lost and dying world. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying tonight? So, yes, there's work for you to be to do. There is work to be done in your church, but not for your salvation. Right. Not for your victory over sin. That was done 2000 years ago. Believe it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're here tonight to help you with. And we're going to go to the fifth chapter of the book of Acts tonight. And let's read tonight for those of you at home. Uh, we always read from the translation of the King James. We believe it's the best translation. And we're going to start, Bill, if you could read verses one through three. Okay.
2: But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife sold a possession and it kept it back part of the price. His wife was also privy to it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the holy
1: spirit and to keep you i'm sorry and to keep back part of the price of the land right all right Mm -hmm. now this is such a story that most people in the modern church don't know what, what to do with it so let's just create the context right now we're talking about the early church that was experiencing revival there was a great move of the holy spirit People were being saved by the thousands. People were being healed. This is just days after the resurrection, just a few days after the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost. And we see that there is this man and wife, Ananias and Sapphira, and they want to do a good thing for the church, as many were doing at that time, that they were going to sell a parcel of land and they were going to give the money of that to the church and what happens is they kept back part of what they sold. Now, is that a terrible thing? Not at all. But when you say that you're going to do something and you don't do it, you're, you're, you're deceiving. And so when it says they kept back part of the price and his wife was privy to it, that means they were in it together, right? So instantly this proclaims um, this great sin that was committed, which was what? Deception. We're going to do this thing, but really we're not. And what makes this sin so great is they were lying to the Holy Spirit. Peter operating in the spiritual gift of discerning of spirits. He discerns that there's deception here on ananias's part and so he confronts him and he says in verse three why ananias has satan filled your heart to lie to the holy spirit and to keep back a part of the price of the land now again could ananias have sold that land and and said we're going to give 50 percent to the church And we're going to keep the other 50%. Absolutely. No problem. But when they said, we're going to give you all of it, but they kept back some of it for their own. Number one, they're operating in deception. They're lying. And what makes this even more serious of a sin is they think God isn't seeing it Mm. or he's not hearing it. Now, I have no doubt and I might be reading between the lines, but I don't think this is the first time Ananias and Sapphira sinned. I would, I would gather to think this was a couple that kind of operated in deception. But let me say this to every one of you. When the spirit of God is moving, as he was moving in that day, you better be careful how you're living. The fear of the Lord ought to be on you in revival. It should be on you anytime. But when you're seeing the lame walk in the blind seat, you're seeing thousands come to Jesus and you think as it pertains to a church gift that you can deceive the church. As Peter said, you've lied to the Holy Spirit. It's a whole different Hmm. game. It's a whole different topic. It's a whole different level of sin. And I want to say this tonight, and we're going to come up on a break here in a minute. The sin of lying is one of the most serious sins of all. Because when you're doing that, when you're not honest, you are literally in in the devil's playground. Mm. In in John chapter eight, I'll read this quickly and then we'll break. In John chapter eight, the Lord was dealing with those in religious uh spirits and in John 8:44 these he was talking to the pharisees he said you are of your father the devil and the lusts of your father you will do he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him when he speaks a lie he speaks of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. You know, there are a lot of sins that we commit, but this one to lie mm. is one of the most serious because you are literally operating in a spirit of Satan. He is a liar and he's the father of lies. I used to say this to our kids. Listen, if if you lie to me, you're gonna be in double trouble and i caught my children a few times me and my wife and they're you know they're try- they're scared they're afraid because they're caught in a sin but when you lie i said you've made it even worse if amen. you would have just told me the truth because we came down hard on lying why because again that is the devil's playground amen he amen. god operates in truth satan operates in deception and so tonight here in the book of acts understand God is dealing with this couple Ananias and Sapphira over a very serious sin. It may not be a big deal to you, but sin in heaven is a big deal. It's me back here cross Side radio that's our theme song joseph and grace larson at the cross and that song just preaches all day long and that is the message we want to bring to you tonight who am i that god would die on that cross a sinner such as i i should have been the one who was crucified oh at the cross at the cross that is where we were delivered that is where we were saved and we will forever, listen, we will forever be thanking Jesus in the streets of gold for what he did on Calvary. And tonight you're listening to cross Radio. I want to encourage you, if you are a first-time listener, why don't you give us a call tonight? Let us know. Get on our newsletter. And uh, every month we're sending out newsletters with articles and updates and calendar events. And if you're a regular listener and you're not on the Joshua Revolution newsletter, All you have to do tonight is just give our operators a call. Say, I'd like to go on the the, the mailing list. The newsletter is completely free of charge. And in that newsletter, you'll see the many resources that we offer, study guides, books that we've published and various things that are coming up events. Mm -hmm. We've got a busy March and April. We want you to be a part of it. Jeremiah Castile and his son, Caleb are coming March 15th through the 17th. Caleb played Tony Nathan in the movie Woodlawn, and we've got rally uh, a big rally on Saturday night in Erie, Pennsylvania. Jeremiah is going to be preaching Sunday morning at Cross River Tabernacle. And then in April, April 5th to the 7th, John Rosenstern is coming. We're going to be hosting a Bible prophecy leading right up to the total solar eclipse on April 8th, and so much more. We want you to be informed. We want your family to be informed. We want your church to be informed. Bill, tonight, how can they call and get that newsletter?
2: First, uh, there's a website. It's joshuarevolution.org, or there's a free app. You can just go to JR on the app. Joshua Revolution. Joshua Revolution on the app page and download a free app, and you'll get all the radio shows, the previous shows. Or you can give us a call at 716-229-8000 the Buffalo area 716-229-8000 outside the Buffalo area 888-444-2920.
1: Yes, and we're, you know, waiting for that first call from another country. We are now uh this broadcast and the last Trump is being heard all over the world. We've been placed on social media platforms And Bill, I cannot wait for the first call (laughs) from like Africa or Pakistan or Australia. I mean, we're on in these various countries and various cities across America outside of the 110,000 watt station. Like we have an audience of Buffalo, Western New York, North going all the way up past Toronto in all over Southern Ontario. But now through social media, these two broadcasts are literally being heard, they tell me, on every continent mm. in, the, in, in, in the world. They're downloading it. And what happens when they, they download one of these two broadcasts, our server sends us what country and where that was downloaded. Mm. And I got the map today. I'll have to show it to you after the broadcast. <laughs> and it has these little these little lights all over the world wow. where we are. Praise and it's just God. so exciting. So
2: hopefully that they, you know how to speak English or they'll have a translator when they call, but we welcome
1: both. And, and some countries you don't need it like in Africa right, and right. other places, Australia. But mm-hmm. um, we are very thankful for what the Lord is doing. And if you're in the greater Buffalo area, listen, and you're looking for a local church that preaches the cross, believes in the power of the Holy spirit, why don't you come out and visit us? Bill, we'd love to see him come mm-hmm. out. Amen. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Cross River Tabernacle. We're located at 2920 Grand Island Boulevard. We're just a few minutes from Canada mm-hmm. uh, of the North Bridge on the on Grand Island. And uh, we'd love to see you. We have a children's ministry and so much going on there. A great fellowship mm-hmm. that loves the Lord. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Mike, I have a question for
2: you on uh, Acts chapter 5, verses yes. 1 through 3. This is the way I've always understood this verse, or possibly where Ananias and Sapphira pledged when they sold their possessions that they would get bring it to the storehouse, to the the church house. But when they saw the 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 actual possessions, the flesh got in the way, and they 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 separated it and they took kept some away. But isn't this so true of us? You know, when when we 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 can pledge something, but when we see it in the flesh, the flesh is weak, and we, we try to cling on to whatever that might be.
1: Well, I mean, one of the things that we have to be careful of, number one, that we do not lie to God. Right. Or we do not try to um appear to be someone we're not. So here we have Ananias and Sapphira and they sold a the possession, the Bible says. And they kept back a part of the price. And so they they really, it, it appears in this scripture that this man and his wife, um, in graphic detail, um, we have this warning, right, from the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit that they held back something that they said they were going to do for God. Right. And they, they were deceiving Uh, really the early church, and Peter discerned it. And so we we read it before the break. He said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And Bill, I want to press this a little farther, but uh, let's read verses four and five for the listener at home. We're in Acts chapter five. This is verse four and verse five. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it
2: was sold, was it not in your own power? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have lied unto men, but unto God. You, I'm sorry, you have not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias heard these words, fell down, gave up the ghost. And the great fear came on all them who heard these things.
1: All right. He was judged right on the spot. Yes. The Lord took his life for lying to the Holy Spirit. And again, God did not require Ananias to sell the land and give it to the apostles, but this was an act of his own will. And, but after saying he was going to do it and then holding back a part of the money, this is where the sin came in. And so Peter, you know, confronts him on the lie and says, you have conceived. uh, Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? And, and let me just say, this is where sin abides in the heart of man. Mm. I, want, I want to say that again. I think it's just so important that he said, Satan has filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit. Sin abides in the heart of man. We call it the sin nature. And so the only thing that can defeat the sin nature is the Holy Spirit who works in accordance with our faith in Jesus Christ and him crucified. When when God comes into a man, the spirit of God goes and dwells in the deepest part of the heart of man. It's called the cardia in the Greek. And it is basically on the seat of all of our emotions, all of our who we are. The divine nature, the Holy Spirit is implanted. And when the when you are born again and the divine nature comes in, he comes in to dethrone and defuse the sin nature. Mm-hmm. And these two natures now, the sin nature and the divine nature that are contrary to one another, according to Galatians 5.17 and other scriptures, they're, they're, they're now battling. So how does the divine nature win out over the sin nature? God working with you, working with sinful man to see his sin, repent of it, place his faith in the finished work of the cross and continue to keep his faith in the cross of Calvary. And when we say the cross, we're talking about the work of the cross. We're not talking about some wooden beam. We're talking about the blood that Jesus shed on that cross and died on that cross. What he did on Calvary was he paid the sin debt and he broke the power of the sin nature. But if as a believer, if I receive that truth into my life, I receive Jesus into my life. But then once I become a Christian, I get away from the cross. Mm. I'm not focused on it. I'm not trusting in the work that Jesus did to give me victory. Now I'm going to start struggling. Because God is not going to share his glory, the Bible says, with no flesh. Mm. And so there's only one way sin can be defeated through what Jesus did. Mm. And my faith must remain in that. If I move it away, I'm going to start struggling. Mm. Well, you've shared many times in the past that
2: we have a divine nature and a sin nature in us. And we are to feed this, the divine nature and starve the sin nature. So we grow in our faith and our our divine nature grows and prospers, if you will. I'll use the word prosperity in a way. But our sin nature still remains, but it's it's dormant. It's starving. And that is where the fruit comes out. That's where people see the difference in us. But if we're just living in the flesh, and this, it, it, the flesh is going to win every time. So we are to starve the sin nature and feed the Well, and let's
1: let let's be upfront with that um, using that terminology. um, The the sin nature is only defeated one way, one way and one way only faith in what Jesus did. So if I say, oh, I'm going to you know, I'm going to try to live better. I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to pray more. You should do all those things. But if you are trusting in what you do to defeat the sin nature, it won't work. Mm. I don't talk to my wife so she'll be my wife. I talk to my wife because she is my wife. I'm not trying to earn my favor so she'll become something. She already is something in my life. She's my wife. It's the same thing with God. Mm-hmm. I don't study the Bible or, or, or pray thinking the more time I spend in the Bible, the less I'll sin. Because if that's my mentality, then I'm back to works. Mm. But I understand that by studying the word, my faith in what Christ did on Calvary is going to get stronger. And what when my faith is strong in what Jesus did, the Holy Spirit is working Mm. on my behalf to defeat the sin nature. So we have to be careful. The devil's sneaky. Like we said, he's a liar, the father of lies. And he'll lie to you. And he'll say, if you just spend 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day in the word of God, you'll have that victory over that lust problem. Well, you should spend 20, you should spend an hour in the word, Mm -hmm. but just because you spend a certain amount of time is not going to give you victory over lust. What's going to give you victory over lust is trusting in what Mm -hmm. Jesus did at Calvary for your sin nature to be dormant to be unplugged and out of commission. Amen. So it always, Bill, is faith in what Christ did. Now, coming back to this sin of lying, I want to read something from Revelation because if that's an issue in your life that you are not honest all the time, you need to repent of that. It's a terrible sin. The Bible says in Revelation 22, verse 15, for without, speaking outside of the kingdom, are dogs. And that word dogs means literally homosexuals and sorcerers, which means witchcraft and whoremongers pertaining to all types of immorality. So it's not just homosexuality. It's adultery. It's it's um, fornication. Anything that is unholy you live in those sins and you're not going to make it into the kingdom of God. Jesus did not die on the cross to save you in your sin. He died on the cross to save you from your sins. When you come into Christ, it's a whole new world. It's a whole new life. And does that mean you'll never sin again? No, we still sin, but we are not to be bound by sin. Mm. If you are bound by sin tonight, it's because you're not walking in faith of what Jesus did on Calvary on that cross Mm. to set you free. And he wants you to be free friend. He wants, he loves you. And if you are struggling and you hate that sin, that will tell you right there, you are a child of God. But if you can sin, if you can be immoral and you can lie and you can steal and it doesn't really bother you. I will tell you right now tonight, you're not saved. You're outside the kingdom. Wow. And then look what it says, whoremongers and murderers and idolaters. Now these are pretty big sins, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we've named all the big ones. I mean, from homosexuality to sorcery, to murders, to idolaters. But look at the last one. And whosoever loves And makes a lie. You see how big lying is to God? Hmm. Because remember again, Satan is a liar and the father of lies. Jesus said, I am the truth. Hmm. Jesus is truth. There's no deception, there's no lying. He is who he said he is. He's going to do what he said he would do. That's why you can love the word of God because every word in it mm. has either been fulfilled or it's going to be fulfilled. What God said, he's going to make good on
2: it. Amen. Amen. I find it very interesting that Revelation 22, chap- uh, verse 15 is the reminder of the sin nature. And these are horrible sins that God has placed in chapter and verse 15 is just seven verses away from the conclusion of his word. It's right. a reminder to us that we have a sin nature and we need to have it defeated.
1: It, and, and it was defeated at Calvary. It yes. was defeated at Calvary. The message of the cross is the power of God. The Bible says for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are saved, it is the power of God. And he said right in the, the verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 2 and 2, I have determined not to know anything else, Paul said. But Jesus Christ and Him crucified, He said, "I will glory. God forbid that I glory in anything else but the cross of Christ, in whom the world has been crucified unto me, and I unto the world." Mm. Galatians two twenty. He said, "I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but the life that I now live in the flesh, I live." by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm. And I do not frustrate the grace of God for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Do you hear it tonight?
2: Yeah.
1: Verse mm. after verse proclaiming the victory of the crucified one. And when we crucify ourselves to this world by faith in what Jesus did, you're not only going to be saved, You're going to have victory. You're not going to be a liar. You're not going to be an Ananias or a (laughs) Sapphira scheming and deceiving. Mm, mm. No. And what happened, Bill, in this fifth chapter, the church came under great fear because not only was Ananias judged by God right on the spot, but let's go on and see what happened to his wife. Let's read verses six through eight. And the young men arose, wound him up, wound him up and carried
2: him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. Keep on going. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that you have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried your husband are at the door and shall carry you out then shall she then, then f- fell she down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost and the men and the young men came in and found her dead and he carried her forth buried her by her husband
1: this brought wow <laughs> great fear <laughs> Of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something tonight, Bill. What's missing in the modern church is the fear of the Lord. Mm. We think we can just sin, get away with it, and it's no big deal. God's not watching. And we are gravely mistaken. Mm. Look at what the 11th verse says. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. Mm. And it says in verse 12 By the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all in one accord in Solomon's porch, and of the rest does no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. There was a respect and an honor Mm. for the men of God because they saw the power of God. They saw the power of God to heal, to deliver, and also in judgment. And see, we see today the church doesn't want to talk about the judgment of God. Right. They say, Oh, that was Old Testament. He doesn't judge. I know, even in the hyper grace movement, which is this is a ridiculous movement in the church today, where they say we don't have to repent because Jesus already forgave us all of our sins. We're Christians, so now as Christians, we don't have to repent. That is the most mm-hmm. ridiculous statement. We repent all the more as Christians because we see sin now is a big deal to God. Mm-hmm. When I was lost, Sin didn't seem like a big deal. I could curse. I could lie. I could go out and get drunk. No big deal. But when the Holy Spirit came in, it would wreck me. Mm -hmm. You know, when you and you, everyone that's listening, that's a believer and you sin and you know that you've grieved God, it bothers you. You get down on your knees. You confess it. You repent. The early church had the fear of God that if I get out if I get out of uh, the will of God if I lie to the Holy spirit, he could smote me. He could take me out. see that should be a motivation even today. Sure. If I, you know, if I get sick, I get sick, you know, God will heal me, but I don't want to get sick because I'm, I'm sinning. Right. I don't want these things to come on my family because I'm living a sinful life. I fear God. Not only does he judge the sinner, but he chastens the believer. Mm. You're not going to get away with it. You need to repent of Mm. sin. You need to turn from it and you need to fear the Lord. He is a thrice holy God. The Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. We've got so many Christians out there. They take God for granted. They think they can do anything they want to their body. They tattoo Mm. their body. They can, they can drink, they can smoke because I'm under grace. They do not understand the holiness of God. Right. Everything
2: you just described was an offense to the family, to your family members before salvation. Now, when we sin and we do sin under, we are, it's an offense to God. Yeah. It's so,
1: yes. And when Bill, we restore, when God restores the fear of the Lord in the church, we're going to see great and mighty miracles. Um, we're almost out of time, but I want you to read for our listener what happened after Ananias was, was taken out because of their great sin of lying to the Holy Spirit. Fear came upon the church. If you could read um, the rest of that scripture, I think we left off in verse 13 13? down to 16. Okay.
2: And of the rest does no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multiplied both men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities around about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them which were vexed, with unclean spirits and they were healed everyone.
1: They were healed everyone church. This is a move of God. This is what we need in America in this late hour when the fear of God was restored, when they understood that these men of God were were called of God and and they honored them. They didn't they didn't worship them. They didn't bow down to them. No but they honored them as men of God. And it says by the hand of the apostles were some, no many signs and wonders among the people. And and it says the multitudes, Mm -hmm. multitudes of both men and women became believers. This was a revival of great proportion. And so I'm really challenging every pastor, every church fear the Lord. Do not make sin a light thing. Repent of it. Live in truth. Confess your sin. Renounce it. Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen says to confess and to renounce your sin. And what is God going to do? When he finds a church that is operating in the fear of the Lord, there's going to be many salvations. Many are going to be healed, even in these last days. And so tonight, as we come to the end, and let me just add, it said at the end there, that many that were vexed with unclean spirit, they were healed too, everyone. The power of the Holy Spirit. I want to pray with anyone tonight. You say, Pastor Mike, I'm not living right. There's sin in my life and I want to get right with God tonight. Then I want you to pray right now with me and mean these words with all your heart. Bill's going to help you. This is your commitment to Christ coming to the Lord to repent. Just Mm. say this out loud wherever you are up in Canada, Buffalo, Western New York or anywhere in the world. Say it with me right Mm. now and mean it with all your heart. Dear God, in heaven. Dear God, in heaven. I come to you in Jesus name. I come to you in Jesus name. And I confess to you. And I confess to you. That I have sinned. That I have sinned. And fell short of the glory of God. And fell short of the glory of God. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. I want to repent. I want to repent. Right now.
2: Right now. And
1: place my faith.
2: And place my
1: faith. In Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. And what he did on the cross for me. And what he have done on the cross Lord, for me. Lord,
2: I fear you. Lord, I fear
1: you. And I want you to come into my heart. And I want you to come into my and heart. And change it. And change it. And I believe in you. And I believe in you. And I surrender my life to you. And I surrender my right life to now. you. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Friend, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to send you the book that we've written, Cross-Eyed, How to Have Victory Over Sin. The number to call, 716-229-8000. Up in Canada, 1-888-444-2920. Go to your phone right now. We thank you for listening to cross We love you. God bless you. Be with us next week.
0: You have been listening to cross a radio talk show sponsored by Joshua Revolution. If Crosside has been a blessing to you, please let us know by sending a testimony of how the program has helped you. If you would like to support Crosside financially, you can send financial gifts to Joshua Revolution, PO Box 923, Grand Island, New York 14072 or go online to joshuarevolution.org. We thank you for your help and prayers and remember to tune in next week at 9:30 p.m. for Crosside, a radio show proclaiming the message of the cross.